Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Alright. No normal mind can imagine. I'm gonna die here. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Fucking dead bastard. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. It's takeover number three? Three. Three. I think. Yeah. Uh, Maybe four. We are we not fans of the dead, and we are not Mike and Jeremy. But we are here uh, for and as and with and continuing and impersonating the fans of the dead gentlemen. Mother effing takeover, bros. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Anthony, of course, and Marcus, of course, of hey. Heavy Metal over a six pack. What's up? And we are uh, we were given another uh, movie from the boys at Fans of the Dead, and we're gonna talk about it and some other stuff and put our hot dog in some stuff. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna cook up some uh, amazing glory of gloriness. <laughs> cook up something. Uh, so the movie we have today, which was given to us, and. Fitting, I guess. I mean, it's it's music based, right? Yeah, definitely. So it's definitely. on the, the punk end of things, but um, uh, we have actually before we start, Marcus, how's it going? It's going, Anthony. It's going. I uh, so I did. A, I made a chucklehead move today. Mm-hmm. We had a we had a little bit of a snowstorm, a snow event, we if did. you will, the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And this morning was absolutely beautiful outside. It was. Like, beautiful. Like, the trees mm-hmm. are pretty. Like, they're, like, glazed over. They had that nice, like, icy, cool-looking thing. And I, I consider myself a little bit of a... Uh... Oh, yeah, definitely. I consider myself a little bit of a, um, a photographer. Maybe some dabbling. Trying to dabble a little bit. So I went and grabbed my really expensive camera to figure I'd bring it out with me. But the problem with my camera is it does not work if you don't have a memory card inside it. All yeah, the memory cards happen to be on top of my computer right now because I've been editing <laughs> photographs and trying to g- catch up with the band photos and whatnot. So yeah, I did my uh, I did my chucklehead thing today. Other than that, I am fantastic. That's good. That's good. That's that's good. Good time. <laughs> About yourself, bro. What have you been up to? Um, you know, I work a lot, so that's that's something. But you know, holidays have passed, and we're. Slowly rolling back into to normalcy. Our Christmas tree is still in my living room, actually, and I've yet to get it out because no one will take decorations off of it. So you must be a real tree guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it's still alive, but it's it's still okay. I mean, it's sticky as shit. We had like a super sticky tree this year. Like any part of it you touch, you're just instantly covered in sap. That's great. Which it's like my least favorite thing to be sticky. Especially one of when you own pets, like a, a tail can like swipe across. Uh, we've like, been lucky. My dog's afraid of everything, so she kind of avoids the tree, and the, the cat just like eats the needles off the ground. So it's not as bad. Oh, that's that's cool. Saves a vacuum. Yeah, some effort. Sorta. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. so that's that's been. That's I feel you. I, I feel your pain. My tree is still up as well. 
Okay. But it's like a whole thing, like when it gets put up and put down. Like I have to like be there and present and mm-hmm. alert and awake. And they usually are our daughters involved with, with like ornaments. So like she's kind of be like, oh, you got to take them down. And it just hasn't happened. It's one of those things that I'm supposed to participate in, which I absolutely love. Yeah. Like, just put I, just, I put the lights on the tree. They can do the decoration. It's like, yeah, I'll stand I'll stand it up. Like You do whatever you want to do with it right. after that point. Then I'll take it down because I'm taller than all of you. <laughs> Pretty much. I understand I understand my role. But it's like, oh, no, don't you want to? You have to do the star. Star. Again, the tall thing. We, uh, we, I got it late because we didn't get to put it up. But with the um, exception, well, that's not, not, that's not the word, the uh, permission, there we go, of my wife, uh, I've got a Mario star for the top of our tree next year. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can I buy this? She's like, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Cool. Connie would never go for that. <laughs> so, the highlight to my, my tree Mrs. Gothier would not be into that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh. On that note, let's uh, let's let's delve in this movie. Uh, the movie that was given to us is um, called Uncle Peckerhead, which I haven't figured out the uncle part now that I've read it out loud. He was never referred to as uncle at any no. point because like you you would get to a point in the movie where you're gonna be like, oh, it's just it's just Uncle Peck, or like yeah, like, it, like it just the never, word uncle never came never actually came out. Um, I guess it was just more of like the uh, the visual of the old timer, like, like older guy with a but not related. It was kind like, of related, right? That and you know all older people refer to themselves as like, oh, just old Uncle Mike, man. You it's know, like, a weird side note. Um, so I do a lot of Indian catering, and, and I've been kind of uh, dipped in the in the the uh, universe, which is the the Indian culture, and they actually call like others. Uh, usually, if they're a man, it's it's a respect thing, but they call him uncle. And then women, they call auntie. That is weird. That's a side note that I've decided to share with everyone. That is that, that's very weird. Because eh, you know. my first reaction would be, "It's like you're not my real dad." But I've noticed that everyone calls the other male uncle and vice versa. You know, same with the auntie thing. So yes, sir and ma'am, I guess are uh, out the window. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's just what they. The, We're the, all family here. Um. Yeah. So this uh, this movie came out in 2020. So three years ago now. Um, it was directed by Matthew John Lawrence. And writing credits go to Matthew John Lawrence. Um, it's a small cast. I mean, in theory, you have the three the three main peeps. Well, four if you count Peckerhead. But you have Judy, Scott, and Max, which are the... I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Judy, Max, and Mel. I apologize. Um, which are your band, which, which uh, we kind of follow on a road trip. Punk band, right? I feel punk. Punk feels right. Uh, yes. And what started as more of a hardcore punk kind of turned mm. into uh, My Chemical Romance. It got like pretty later. later on. It got less angry. Like, yeah, later on, they definitely uh, mm-hmm. they, they definitely transitioned. Um, but no, cast definitely small. Like you had mm-hmm. your, your your main van, a few uh, a few victims, if you will, and then uh, one rival band. Yeah, which we we'll get into uh, a little later. Um, so the I, I don't have the physical copy of this, so I'm going off the actual like description that's on the um, IBM. Is that IBD? I'm sorry, IMDb, not IBM. We know something you're else. About. Yeah, I'm glad some of those. That movie site. <laughs> uh, so when a punk band scores their first first tour, life on the road proves tough when they are joined by a man-eating demon as a roadie. 
I mean, that's, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's tour rules. So scoring the first tour, I would call, I would use that term loosely. Mm. Um, I'm starting to think, now, now that I think about it, like all, their, like all their various stops, I believe there were seven in total, which we did not see all seven, but I, I'm feeling like it was the same promoter that was setting up all these uh, cruddy venues. Supposedly, but then like there was like the promoter that they first met and then, which wasn't wasn't a thing, and then they had like another one. Yeah, they he was running a showcase, if you will, for the one band, and only one band was on the bill for said showcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah your band is getting showcased. <laughs> Do you guys have three hours of material with fifteen minute set breaks? Um, played in a band once that had three hours of material. It's exhausting. We did. It's terrible. It's not fun at all. It's very long and it's it's exhausting, as Mark said. Um, before we go into this, we have to do our insert sounder here. This is a recipe for disaster. Mm. So, in fans of the dead, what's the word? Normalcy. Yeah, like that. Normalcy. Um, we had to think of a, a recipe for said movie which we watched. Now. I mean, there's, there's plenty of gore, plenty of kills, but there was a scene that me and Marcus kind of both kind of talked about a little bit during the movie, and it's when, it's like their first kind of meal together, it's not like a diner, and there's like a spread, I mean, there's like onion rings, there's like like strawberry pancakes, there's a cheeseburger, yeah, but then there's, there's one plate that was kind of like off to the side, and Marcus actually pointed it out, but it literally looks like a hot dog covered in like a yellow sauce. And I guess being partially breakfast and partially like a, a lunch, so I guess a brunch in theory, we've kind of, I think I, I put out the word, it's like a hot dog Benedict. So, I mean, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a hot dog Benny. So we have a hot dog, probably grilled. A little char wouldn't hurt, right? I mean, I personally, I would definitely put like a little char because you, mm. you get you got to think if you go like with an Irish Benny or even like the traditional Benedict Benedict, the Canadian bacon is going to be like a griddle skittle. Sure, uh, um, a little griddle seared, I should say. I don't know what skittle is supposed to be in the food in the food world. So, <laughs> skittled. Yes, I would definitely I would definitely do like a, a, gr- a grill sear. Okay, I might even go as far as cutting my hot dog in half. Ooh, yeah, open that up. It was not this way in the movie. No, no, no. It was it was a whole dog covered in sauce. Yeah, you could definitely open that up. I mean, in theory, you could also put that on, like you know, your biscuit or whatever, your English muffin. Yeah, or a well toasted. I mean, you might be you might be going like a Coney Island style hot dog bun like just kind of cut mm-hmm. in half and then like maybe like oh butter grilled grilled Ooh, there you go like because you got to get like that firmness on the top that way it doesn't just completely soak up all the moisture right but you want that softness underneath absolutely that way, when you start cutting into it like you, you know what's that way you have some more than just the it's like it <laughs> i guess it's like an irish uh um sausage and gravy right mm. in theory but I, I am a big fan. You got to get that, that that layer that you actually put the food on, so it doesn't mm-hmm. just absorb right in. Correct. It's like it's like no, nobody's eating hot food on on raw bread on, anymore, folks. Right? You got you got yeah. to have a it's gonna have a that's pedestal. serial killer. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, now have you made holiday sauce from scratch? I have. It sucks, doesn't it? It's a little bit of pain in the balls. It's, it is. It takes a it takes 
takes too much attention. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of like forearm strength, like involved. Well, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I personally, I'll, I'll definitely go with the electric beater. That oh, way yeah. I, I can kind of just control the butter drizzle. Yep. And like, you can cheat a little bit there. Yeah. And because uh, uh, what's that word? Uh, you want the emulsion. Correct emulsion. The, emul yep. the emulsion has to be has to be right. Otherwise, you just, just like a, you have a it's broken and it's bad. <laughs> broken, separated, creamy mess of hell. Yeah, that's not good for anybody. And uh, so I feel like it's, if it was like a hot dog Benny, like so you normally put like a like a smidge of like lemon. I wonder if you can kind of cross that with like a pickle juice, like something like okay, like a yeah, like a like, a like yeah, it's even, still an acid in theory. So or yeah, even a dash of dill, like throw a dash of like dill, definitely like, a little bit dill on there, like a dill yeah. seasoning in there, absolutely. Like like do the lemon, like a lemon dill. Mm -hmm. Okay, this might actually work. It. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> this is. This is like fusion as you can get. As much as we're making fun of this. No, no, no. This <laughs> like, could be something. Like this could be like an actual like 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 the fridge cleaner that I made this morning. It was like a cheeseburger with a fried egg, some bacon, a lettuce, a sliced onion, and I had this avocado mayonnaise just hanging around with a couple dashes of hot sauce. I'm like, done. I call it the super duper. Super duper. <laughs> the super duper fridge cleaner. Like I always use the thing at work. So me and me and one of the one of my employees is we're very Polish. So we're like, you know, it's fusion, but as the Polish consider it confusion. <laughs> <laughs> so that seems to work well. All right, so we got a Hollandaise. Yeah, I like the I like the lemon dill idea. I don't like straight pickle juice idea. I, mean, I don't know, that, it's that too much. Get, uh, yeah, that gets. I think it might be a little much. <laughs> so excuse. Me. Yeah, fresh a, a, a dash. Excuse me. A dish. A dash of uh, fresh dill in there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm over that. Are you a? Uh, how do you like your poached eggs? Are you a big poached eggs fan? I do. Never been. A, I've never been huge on the yolk. Yeah, I, it, I mean it varies. I'm a medium poached egg. You like it a little bit, but not fully mush. Yeah, like you, 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 you like, you a, like, like a like a little. I don't want it to necessarily like completely like turn into a bowl of soup. Mm. Like when you touch like the outer sure. edge of it. Like I, I know that's like you a, can have some body to it. Yeah, I'll go like a. I'll go like. I'll a, take a little drizzle. Look, a little a drizzle. No, no, absolutely. A little drizzle mm -hmm. is absolutely fine, but maybe so just like, just like know, a corvette. Built-in sauce. It doesn't have to be like. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Like you're, you're literally <laughs> just eating. I mean, like mushy yolk at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it's just just egg cook. Okay. So now that we've discussed our culinary. I'm telling you, we're onto something here. Yeah, we might. I mean, want to go. More this breakfast. is another digression, but. I mean, for like a future moment in my life, like I've discussed with Rachel, like I would either open a food truck or a breakfast place with her. Because breakfast place, it's not like committed to a full restaurant. You just have like your breakfast and maybe like a little brunch lunch action. Yeah, you're then you're done. Then you're done. Like two o'clock. Right. Then you're done. Or at least if you have a food truck, I mean, you can kind of set your couple hours and move on. I'll tell you what, nowadays, a lot of the breakfast places I've been to, like, breakfast like used to cost you, like, five bucks. Now it's not the case anymore. Like you go 23 You go out for breakfast right now. It's like, oh, it, it cost me how much? <laughs> no, no, that's true. You get a good Irish Benny. It's like, that's $18. What? Yeah. Yeah, what? For what? What? Mm -hmm. It used to cost me eight. Yeah. I mean, you buy them. Um, Way back. Going in from my, my resources, I mean, you buy 15 dozen eggs, cost you about... 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. Way back in 2003, yeah. I used to be able to go out for breakfast for $4.99. Yep, it's true. Can't even get that at McDonald's right now. You go buy a bacon, egg, cheese, biscuit, and hash browns and see what yeah, happens yeah. to you. That'd be $9.75. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Does this come with the chicken and the farmer? It's not even the size of the hockey park. <laughs> right, exactly. They're not. It's the tiniest thing ever. Ooh, hot dogs of any man. Enjoy that. 
Yeah. You can be experimental with a hot dog, I would say. So if I go hot dog, I usually go, like, I want neck and beak. I don't get, like, too fancy like my hot dogs. So I'm a fan of Nathan's. I, I I will say though I am a step above like that bar s or whatever like I like I'll try to avoid that as much as humanly <laughs> possible. Even though it's hard to resist because it's like a dollar ninety nine for yeah, like twenty eight hot dogs. Right. Uh, but, but it's like but what Nathan's, could possibly be in there? Nathan's is my my go to hot dog. Um, White hots are also very good if you can find them. They're hard to find. Um, I mean, again, I'm Polish, so anything in tube tube meat is, is good for me. Tube meat is fantastic. Went to a brewery a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. They actually on their menu it actually is labeled as tube meat. I mean, yeah. And then the menu underneath is like everything in like sausage form. For sure. Um, you I know what's really good is they actually have the sausage guy. Like you can buy his stuff. The guy from Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad he's getting somewhere because that was like the best. Like you leave the house of blues, like sort of tipsy. And you, like, he's there. He's oh, fucking dude, that's ready. A, that's a Fenway staple for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> you get your fucking on my way in. Fe- yeah, on my yeah. in my way in the Fenway, it's a sausage. On my way out, it's a ste- it's a steak tip. Yep, yep. Yeah, that guy's cool. But uh, that, and also I like a I like a little girth to my dog. Yeah, you're gonna it have doesn't, some, it doesn't, doesn't have to be, snap. Doesn't have to be like a pencil thin kind of a thing. I actually like a little little absolutely, action there. absolutely. All right, all right. Now that I fucking nailed it. Now that I'm hungry as shit right now. Uh, I had the super duper earlier, <laughs> so I'm actually okay. <laughs> not not too bad. All right, so going into this movie, um, I didn't watch the trailer because I wanted to just kind of roll into it. I didn't want like expectations because sometimes I, I feel like the trailer can ruin movies because mm-hmm. sometimes it shows you like the highlighted parts and it's like, well, now I know what's gonna happen. And that's no fun. Or, uh, so, show the, or if it's a bad movie, they'll show you all of the best parts. Right, and then like yeah. Then you uh, find out over like the first five minutes, and then like the rest of the movie is just hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll roll with this. Um, Based on that first scene, we forgot you can uh, you can you can pair your your uh, Benny with a delicious scone. <laughs> you can. Um, so yeah, let's uh, we'll roll right into the movie here. Uh, it starts off essentially um, this the girl who is. What's my thing? A very quick, unexplained scene uh, of Judy of Judy quitting her job, quitting her job at this tiny, like, little bakery, mm-hmm. and like this overzealous, like, manager who's all, "You were such a great addition, and your flavor like your scones combinations were, were phenomenal." Were pheno-. And then like, there was like two employees like sitting there, like this one old lady who was like, Just like I, "I wouldn't feed it to my dog." Uh, basically, you made macaroons that I wouldn't feed to my dog, and. Your work ethic kind of sucks balls, and, <laughs> and then like the other brown on her way out was like, I thought her scone sucked ass. Uh, well, this is well the praises sort of praises going on. Uh, she keep, Judy keeps noticing that they're removing a name from an upcoming show. Essentially, one of the bands would be is dropping out. Uh, so upon her departure from this. From that thing. What's that Straight thing called? Moment. That thing that they hang um, in front of the... I don't know, oh, my banner? God. Up in lights. No, what the Yeah, is up in lights goes to my brain. What the fudge is that thing called? I'm so embarrassed right now, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it's like the old school, like, theater ones, where it has, like, the actual, like, like letters you pop up manually. Um, but, so, she goes over and talks, was talking to the guy, quote-unquote, annoying the guy, essentially being like... You know, oh, you know, you should listen to our demo because we'd love to be 
you clearly need someone to fill in the spot. And uh, he's like, yeah, so either you call me after Friday morning or I burn your tape, more or less. Like, it's got to be after Friday because he doesn't want to be annoyed by her. So she's cool with that. She runs out. Marquee. Runs on the street. Marquee. 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 Thank you. And that's I, like half your name. I feel I, disappointed I, I, that you didn't know that. I, dude, I don't know anything about anything. I don't know. <laughs> How long have you known me? It's <laughs> fair, I guess. All right. So moving to the next scene, she uh, goes with what's... This guy's a douche, by the way. He's kind of a douche. A He's got a douchey vibe. I'm not going to like just... If you if you call me any time before Friday, I'm burning your demo. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely douchey vibes. Um, she runs away. Uh, she gets to like well, evidently Wood finds out to be their apartment, sort of kind of apartment or bedroom. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah, really uh, with an tell, eviction notice on the door. Uh, I feel like they were trying to build the. Uh, the this band is down on their luck. Yeah, yeah. This this is like your stereotypical, like, all in band. Like yep. you're, you're giving up everything. She for had a checklist, your music. Yep. and one of them was quick job. Yep. Uh, she goes into her house, and on the floor you meet Max, who is their uh, lead or only guitarist, uh, frontman, I guess in theory, who is not good with band banter, as he's said. Uh, his stage presence is, uh, but like his stage presence is good when they're playing. Yeah, yeah, he plays Which, fine. But like, and like he's he's got the motions, and I mean he gets into it. But like when it's like after the song, and you're like. You know, introducing yourself and kind of talking to the crowd, pretty much. It's just not good, right? So they were they were rehearsing. It's like let's rehearse like our stage presence and right. our and our banter. Like, what and are you like, going to say? Like, oh, hi, I'm Max. I'm Max. We are so happy you joined us today. We are so happy to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He struggles with it. Fucking lame. Um, who, yeah, this, mind you, Max is, is laying on the floor. I would assume hung over at four o'clock in the afternoon, right? Kind mm-hmm. of the time. Uh, and then upstairs is Mel, who is the drummer. Um, who is your, I guess, stereotypical gothish? Like, the fact that, like, you like get deep post, with things. Like, post-punk, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, like, like she knows I'm, the end of the world's coming. I'm just angry at the world. It doesn't it, matter. Like, every, Death is... Everything sucks. Yep. You suck. Nothing yep. matters. Blah, blah, blah. Pretty much. Uh, so this is the trio in which we're going to follow through the whole movie. Uh, so they're kind of talking about their tour and stuff. And like Marcus said, there was a checklist with a you know, quit job and whatnot. And so the next thing that, as they're leaving... They do, like, as Marcus said, they were talking about stage presence and whatnot. And come to find out, their van is white, no Dodge, Ford, whatever. Yeah, typical. Typical, like, soccer mom, van. soccer mom van uh, is just being taken by two people. Repoed. Repoed. So that leads into looking for a, I guess, you know, your quote-unquote tour bus for uh, this a you new, know, a tour. new, a new way of actually like doing this, like actually creating flyers and putting them on windshields, asking if we can, <laughs> if we can borrow your van. Windshields of vans, being like, "Can we borrow your van?" Which uh, that's new to me. Maybe that's the thing that I don't know about. I've never had to borrow somebody else's uh, vehicle before. No, so I can't say. I, I, would, I would say it's. Uh, I would never gone the uh, flyer route. But with this being said, this uh, this introduces maybe our most uh, <laughs> our most important character of said show. Yeah, they, they throw it on the van and then pops out of the back. 
who was uh, happens to be sleeping in said van. Yeah, uh, which is known as which we don't know till a little bit later, but Peckerhead, uh, played by David Littleton, who actually, and I brought this up to Marcus and you know R.I.P. because I know he's passed, but he has that Sid Haig vibe. And I get that through the whole movie, and it's 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 he. Yeah, the accent it's very well done. A lot, of, uh, pretty much the appearance, but yeah, minus minus the beard and stuff. But he has that like southern charm that he rolls with. Oh, that dude, that accent was like on point, and I'm not even gonna try to because uh, <laughs> I, I vehicle. All my accents turn into Jamaican <laughs> Jamaican leprechaun, so I yep. can't, I can't, I just can't do it. Uh, essentially, he's asking about like the flyer and the this person, the property, and they try to like leave, and then. Uh, he ends, ends up like meeting back up with them, and he's like, "Look, like you know, he sees he, the police. He's, he's homeless." He sees the, the police idea. drive by, and he's like, "Cause like they're like, oh no, like this is like a little bit weird for us." He's like, "Well, this is basically my home and private property." Mm-hmm. Mind yeah. you, I, and I, I missed it, but at the very, very beginning of this, there's a small scene of him like of somebody like removing a jawbone from like a corpse. And like eating it, you don't see who it is. It's from like behind or whatever. I'm gonna go on a gander. It might be the owner of said van. <laughs> it's it's pretty obvious. Uh, so essentially, he's like, "Hey, you know, I could be your roadie. Throw me a couple bucks. I'll drive you wherever you want." So they kind of were like, you know, yeah. I mean, we're going on tour. They need this van. Fuck it, let's roll. Uh, very reluctant. Very reluctant by Judy. Judy. Uh, yeah, and then they, they pick up the drummer and stuff and, and kind of like sit in the car, starting to go to their first venue. Um, upon arriving, there's nobody here at this venue, which technically Marcus and I have an experience with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to pick on the club. No, no, no. <laughs> absolutely we've all, not. We've all, we've all been at the club where it's like... Listen, when you're a new and upcoming band and, like, you want to get out there, you want to just, you're excited, like, you're going to be 10 minutes early for everything, and, like, there, then there's just going to be a venue that's just going to crush your soul, because you're going to, it, it's uh-huh. like, it's like, oh, they said, they said Lotus was, like, 5 o'clock, we need to be there at, like, 5 o'clock, because like, there's going to be, like, this, like, this, like, they're going to roll out the carpet, they're just going to carry all your shit mm-hmm. in, and you realize that is not the case whatsoever. <laughs> you are at some shit-ass club <laughs> where your bartender is going to be the owner of the place. Yep. The sound guy is going to come five minutes before the actual show is supposed mm-hmm. to start. And that door may or may not be open. And, like, when you open it, there's not going to be any excitement when you show up. They're going to be like, hey, what's up? Are you with like, the band? Uh, we're with the band? Like, oh, yeah, that's right. We got bands playing tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... So, it's we get a, it. We get it's it. It's one of those feelings, like that new band thing, and like, like I'm telling you, your soul is like crushed mm-hmm. at that it's, point. It's well like, played, and like they understand that aspect of it, which is which is cool. So this was pretty much done. You got like this fat douchebag that's like yeah, because somebody in, like, like shows office, up later. Like, well, so eating a sandwich one shred of a lettuce at a time for some <laughs> reason with his left hand. So before uh, Judy actually goes in, um, they're all kind of like in the back, and she finds in the glove box. Uh, which l- they thought was heroin because it was needles and there were bottles and um, so someone shows up and Judy goes in and, and like Marcus said it's like this chubby boy eating the like tearing apart his sandwich with his hands essentially and you know he's he's also a real dickhead yeah a little over the, the top head, I, I guess a L- little over the top douchey yep um, we should also mention because I missed it um, upon driving to 
this venue, the girl asks this guy's name, and he, the name is Peckerhead. And they're uh, like, there's, there's like, there's no uh, way, there's no way this is your name. Peck He's like, her head. Yep. And he was like, well, that's what my father called me until the day he died. And like, <laughs> now it's sad because clearly this father did not care for their child. It was relatively comical. Though, yeah, it. but also sad because it's like, clearly he was just like, hey, Peckerhead. Like that was what he, <laughs> it's like a dog. When you call a dog a certain name over and over again, they just assume that's their name, regardless of what you call them. Al Pacino in the movie Two for the Money had a speech like in the, had a monologue in the in the middle of the movie where his dad called him asshole so much he thought that's what was his name <laughs> and then some guy started yelling from like a top story window hey asshole he's like dad <laughs> <laughs> is that you <laughs> yeah like, same same idea uh, so yeah essentially this this guy's like oh well like you're the only band playing and we started at nine. Which they get there at five, which is supposedly the sound guy will be here at nine. That's right, sound guy will be here at nine, and they were supposed to technically like Loden was at like five. That's what they were planned, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, you're the only band, so hopefully you can fill three hours, fifteen, fifteen minute break in between sets." Yeah, and she's like, "Well, we have twenty, twenty-two if you count our Misfits cover." Are you fucking serious? Uh, so the, I mean, they they play their show to what three people? Uh, yeah, typical, typical, you know, typical bar, no, nothing bar with nothing planned. Uh, so then at the end they get their uh, their cut, three, three whole dollars, single one dollar bills, yep. um, which are distributed to the band. So yep, so she hands everybody a dollar bill except for Peck, which Uncle. brings their total dollar amount to eleven dollars. Yep, eleven dollars in the bank account, and then this is when we learn the big plot of the of the story. Oh, what time is it? Oh, it's mm -hmm. basically midnight. Midnight, and he said, "Oh, let me go use the bathroom." So Packerhead goes away, and then they're all sitting around in the van. It's like, dude, he must be destroying that. Yeah, because they told him to shit and piss all over the bathroom. So there was like a, a long time. So Judy decides to go investigate. Check on the situation. And come to find out the uh, promoter of said show and bar and whatnot <laughs> no longer has a head. Or a skin. A few body parts detached. Which this part was kind of funny because she like showed up and Peckerhead is in his quote unquote demon form, I guess. Um, like just gnawing on this guy. And she starts screaming, and he looks at her, and he starts screaming because he was scared that she was there and unexpected. So it was a comical thing. It wasn't as as gross, but like I mean, there's blood everywhere. Like the walls are covered in it. Yeah, yeah, it's gruesome. It's gross. It's gruesome. Uh, so she runs out, and she's like, "We need to get hey, out of here." I must say, I actually appreciate that we didn't dwell on necessarily the gore. Like you knew yeah. that there was actually gore in this movie, but like it wasn't like over the top. Correct. Like we dwelled on it. Kind of mm -hmm. thing, which I, I appreciate about this um, movie. I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, this this movie was entertaining, like pretty much the whole way through. Like you always, like it was always something going on. There were no really dull moments, like, and it didn't need that over the top stuff to make it good. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, For a B-level film, it was, it was funny throughout. Like, yeah. it, like there was a lot of good comedy. In Absolutely. This. Including uh, the conversation, like, so because like she runs out to the van, she's like, oh, "We gotta get out of here. We gotta well, like, where are the keys?" He's like, "Oh, I think Peck has the keys." It's like, "Oh, well, it's like shit." And then he comes out, it's like, "Okay, okay, whoa, 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 like, let me. I, I guess I didn't have the right opportunity to explain." <laughs> and he's like covered in blood, mind you. No, covered in blood, completely, like, head to toe, like blood everywhere. And then, 
That, that's actually the funny part because I don't know if you picked up on this because like the drummer, uh, Mel, Mel, the drummer Mel is like, she's like he killed that guy. He was literally like he killed that guy. Oh, so that'd be and Judy. Like, Judy was the one that was saying that. Like, well, Sorry, Judy yeah. said that, and then Mel is like, okay. Did you really kill that guy? He's covered in blood. And he was like, well, no, 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 he's alive. No, he's very alive. She's like, I'm going to go check it out. And then he's like, okay. Well the, well, the funny part before we jump into it is that they're going back and forth between Peck and Judy. He's like, alive. And she's like, dead. And he's like, alive. And then I think Mel was just like, everyone shut up. <laughs> and then they're just like mouthing it. Like they're not saying the word. Yeah, they're having a mouth fight. It was great. Man. It's like, uh, I'm going to go check it out. So Mel's going to go check it out. And then uh, Uncle Peck. <laughs> he was like, decides, fine. Okay, okay. Wait a minute. You might not want to go in there. Pretty, <laughs> Pretty bad. Pretty gruesome. Pretty bad. Uh, so then they do. And I believe Max is just constantly throwing up in his own hand. Yes. Very interesting. And they were poking at the body and pulling stuff out. And like, yeah. it's like, why wouldn't you just like leave the room? But then like, it's like, okay. Let's, let me just take you guys out. I'll buy you something to eat. Let me just explain everything. Right. Essentially, yeah. And I'll tell you, and that's when we got to the restaurant with the massive yep. spread. Where, like there was the like cafe. twelve plates on the on the table for the four four of them. Those cheeseburgers, onion rings, egg plates, the, yep, the whole nine yards. the hot dog, the mysterious hot dog. Um, and yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, me and Anthony, I be, I think both agree on this. And correct me if I'm wrong. After his explanation, I was on board. It's like. This is actually okay. Yeah. So, it's like, it's, so essentially, like, at, yeah, twelve o'clock, he he kind of like turns and he doesn't understand it. Like he's not sure like how it happened or when it started. It is. But it lasts for thirteen minutes, and he was like, you know, this guy was a douchebag, and like you guys wanted the money, and like he kind of screwed everybody. And you guys are my friends. Yeah. Like, and I, I wanted to help you guys out. Which, I guess, in fairness, this entire movie, he has been very good to them. Oh, absolutely. Tell me I'm wrong. Like, I mean, no, he's no, been absolutely. a very good roadie. Like, the best roadie. Absolutely. He was. He was great. He, he had, drove, like, a like, handful of bills that he got from that guy. So, <laughs> so, the awesome explanation happens. Judy is all, like, skeptical. And, like, the rest of the band is like, I think we should just go with it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. We're already here. I think we should just finish the tour. <laughs> Yeah, because he paid for the bill and everything. So and the whole thing was like the um, the the agreement, like that the medicine that was in the uh, the glove compartment was like the insulin that puts him to sleep. Because she she made a comment. It's like, oh, you like diabetic? And it's like, oh, you smoking crack? And it's like, no, that's the insulin that puts me to sleep. How right. do you think I control control this? my my explosion of anger? So they move on. They move on. The next stop. <laughs> Is at this guy's house and from the band Pissface. Yeah, Pissface. Uh, which which they meet their bassist. Um, what? <laughs> what which, did he call him? Blowjob? <laughs> or blow, uh, what the fuck? Is, what was the nickname? I don't remember. Uh, blowjob face. Blowjob eyes. Are you guys talking about blowjob eyes? <laughs> yeah. So like, this guy like it's literally someone's house and, and like they they show up and. So they're the bases that shows up. Nick, who they talked, who, who Judy talked to. Like, bass player kind of sounded like a goon. He's like the most beautiful man. Yeah, ever. like long hair, the whole nine yards. So, um, Judy and Max are, are both into it, uh, and they're kind of like you know groveling over this guy. And this is where we come to find out that Max is clearly gay. Not that it's allegedly. 
supposedly. But he's he's got a rock hard erection talking about his camp he's counselor. Very excited about Nick. Um, and the camp counselor. And the camp counselor, and that's that's when uh, Peck jumps in and is like, "Oh, are you talking about blowjob eyes?" <laughs> Uh, so then he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, Nick's like, oh, we can go swimming after or whatever. So that you know, they have the pool scene, and Nick uh, Max is being you know silly and trying to get this guy's attention as much as possible. Like, hey, Nick, look at this, and he like jumps in the pool. So this is kind of your your quick romantic scene between Nick and Judy, and you know they're talking. Yeah, they put Peck the bed in the van. Supposedly that is his medicine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, after the pool stuff. It's like, oh, everybody's like asleep. I guess I could go. We could just like talk on the couch. Yeah, we could talk on the couch and then like they're instantly like. Just, just banging. Yeah, they're just banging. Awkwardly. The yeah. awkward the awkward sex scene. Yeah, moment. and this guy is like all vocal about this, this, this moment. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He's just so, like. So. And then in this process, Judy sees, well, what she. It's, it's not. It's it's a vision, but she sees Peck in demon form outside the door, or out, window outside the yeah, window, out the window like, looking watching. in. So she starts freaking out. Then the guy claims he's he's ejaculating or he's, whatever. Yes, he's inside finishing. of her. And then she goes, "Are you kidding me?" And then it's just awkward and weird. And then she runs out to the van the, to like confront Peck, but he's still asleep. And he it's normal. Up. Like he never actually woke up. So that was a vision from her. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, essentially, the next morning, we find out that uh, Peck is, as <laughs> I guess, ironically, an impeccable baker. A crafter of scones. Yeah, very good scones. And now that, I mean, we've known that Judy is a scone person. Yep. Cue flashback of the of Nick eating the scone going, oh. Yeah, so she's like reliving that she terrible her, her bad sexual experience <laughs> uh-huh. from the previous the previous evening. Yep. Uh, so she's like, no, I don't want to scone. But then come to find out, she's gonna try it anyways on her own time secretly. And that, she that fucking actually, loves it. That's actually pretty. She's like, God damn it! <laughs> she's so mad that he's a better baker than her. Son of a bitch! Uh, I don't feel. I don't feel like they highlighted the show the next day. Um, I might be. I might be wrong. So the so this is. I they only showed like the after. Okay, I'm sorry. They only showed like her having like a smoke break, and that's when we meet the uh, douchebag from the uh, rival band. From um, the band Dominion. Is that, um, what, is that what they were called? Yeah, that was because that was like the the other band guy. Yeah, this dude's got like a four inch hoop like hanging out of his nose, and and like the, really then, like that faux hawk action from like you know. Is it Shiloh? Is that right? That his name? I'll take your word for it because I don't actually remember catching his name. I don't remember catching the band name either. Like yeah, Dom- I only know Dominion because it was on the flyer they showed. But uh, he's that. They tried to make him that stereotypical like like talk about yourself. Like I'm the greatest thing in the world. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Like my music that. is like he'll ask questions to to Judy during the smoke break and then just like reverts back to him. Like oh well I'm like a poet and like. Like, I write music, you know, all the songs, and she's like, well, yeah, I do, like, backup vocals. She's like, well, I'm, like, a full vocalist, like, all the time. Like, he's a real douche. Like, a real if I douche. Ever, if I ever said anything like that, Anthony, you have all the permission in the world to kick me in the balls. <laughs> okay. It's like, oh, it. you're a full vocalist. I can do Thank God this is recording. Keep that in mind. Um, 
Yeah, so essentially, like, so this is the part where it gets weird because, like, so they're playing with this band, I would imagine. Correct? Well, again, we didn't, they didn't actually highlight this show. Well, they did like, a they little... Sh- they like, showed the smoke break, and then they showed, like, the goodbyes with Nick. But there wasn't a show in between. In the movie. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, which I, I felt was... Yeah, like they, they weird. Cut, they cut it. I, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that like the edit, kind of like maybe took like just some scenes out. It's like let's get right. this thing. Let's get this thing cooking here. Um. But so, what they were pretty much doing was they were building the rivalry because like she obviously like recognized the fact this guy was a complete like like di- whole like bag dillweed mm-hmm. like like right from the right from the get go and. He excuses himself. He he bums a cigarette off of her, takes the pack of cigarettes, put it in his pocket, and tried to walk away with it. Yeah, yeah. Like just you know, stuff like that. Adding to the level of right. douchery. It's like, oh hey, like my cigarettes. Like mm-hmm. you know. Then uh, they all then. And, uh, and upon so after all that, upon saying bye to Nick, of course Max is is trying to get his hugs in. Um, but upon the interaction between Judy and Nick, he instead of getting the hug, she hands him a, an invoice. What's for, this? <laughs> for a um, morning after pill. That's an invoice for the morning after pill. <laughs> and that, that's pretty much how it ends. Like, they leave from there. Um, uh, next scene, I believe, is the parking lot. Yeah. Where she wants to go to bed. Right. Like, she's like, oh, let's sedate and fucking peck. I want to go to sleep. And, like, and then, like, Max like, oh, and Mallow are like, no, 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 we just opened a beer. We just want to have fun. We're having a good time. And, and you know, Peck's kind of, all, you know, not all of it. Uh, so essentially, she's like, "Fine, yeah, we'll take care of it." So the metalheads. So she goes to bed, and then she wakes up the next morning to like commotion, and she goes out, and they're hosing down Peck because he's covered in blood. And they're all, she's like, "What's going on?" And they're like, "Yeah, hey, you know, it's it's fine, you know." But then they're like, "Okay, let's explain." And then they're like, "Flashback to the, the metalheads." Essentially, they were all it's having like, what well, they're all the having yeah, so they're all having a good time. And uh, so essentially, then then Peck's the guy who wants to do the honors of you know giving him his quote unquote you know drug that makes him better or controlled. Yeah, they're both egged um, out by needles. Yeah, and Max is like, no, 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 I don't do needles, but I'll grab you a blanket. So he goes into the van, and then she he kind of like reaches out to Mel, and Mel kind of like pushes it away, and then like they hear like this music, and this Honda Civic shows up, blasting you know metal music, and these from like eighties metal guys like. I'd say 1992. Okay, uh, 90s, like, Kind of yeah. like when, like, the metal guys were, like, a thing. Like, the leather, like, the, the jean The vests, jean vests. And, and yeah. the crazy 80s hair. And yep. your music blows. Fuck you. Fuck yep. you. Like. Yep. So they get out of the car, and they're, like, put on, like, this tiny boombox, which is very loud, evidently. Uh, so they're playing, and they're drinking beer, and they're, like, headbanging and, and whatnot. And Max, you know, has this little pink blanket, and he's walking down. And these guys, like, notice them, and, you know, they start talking shit. And then the guy throws the beer can at the back of his head, kind of knocks him on the ground. And then I think, what did, like, Peck look at Mel or something? And then Mel was just like, take care of him or something like that. Do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing, Peck. So Peck helped up Max, got him away, and then, like, went over to the, the metalhead guys. And, you know, they're, like, he's, yeah. like, trying to, like, can you turn that down, people who are trying to sleep? Like, being polite, I guess, in theory. Like, trying to be like, no, 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 like, why do you do this elsewhere? And then, like, they were ignoring him or couldn't hear him because of the music. Set the scene for your first two official victims. So he goes over and shuts the music off. 
and then they're like, oh, and then <laughs> the, the one who makes the first move is like clearly like Boston. He's like, oh, you want to go punk? Like he's like this like super like Boston accent. Like it was weird. This this unexpected. So he goes to punch him in the mouth, and then like he like opens his mouth because he turns into demon form. No, they throw the beer can at him. I'm sorry. Yeah, he caught it. He yeah. was in demon form. Right. They threw the beer at him. He caught it. Yep, and then he like, threw he it at the stereo, went into the, into stereo, the stereo, like and blew then, up. Then blew the guy the like box. makes the comment, and then he goes to punch him, and then like punches him like in the f- mouth. But mm-hmm. then like obviously he like opens his mouth, and it goes like in his mouth. I guess it seems weird. Yeah, he cut his hand off. Yeah, he, he bit his hand off, and then the guy's freaking out, and then he like tears his face off with his claws, and then the other guy's like, "Wow, brutal man!" But then like freaking out, and then like he goes like you know. Sub Zero Mortal Kombat and just like removes the man's entire head and spinal cord, which sprays blood at an incredible because <laughs> they were the distance. other two were pretty far away, but they were being covered in blood. Mm-hmm. So, full spray, full spray, a lot of full pint. spray, very kill billish. Every pint, every pint under pressure, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that was like your flashback, and then of course, Mel's kind of like upset about it, Judy. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Judy was was upset about it. Oh, so that's what we do. We just kill people. But like the other two guys were like, yeah, but like he saved us. Like he stood up for us, and you hey, know, it was for us, man. And Peck was like, yeah, I'm just I'm helping my friends. I'm doing what I should have done for my friends. So there's always like this, like, it's weird because you and it it's cool because because it, it puts you on that line where it's like. Yeah, he killed these people, but he also was, like, helping people in the same time. It wasn't, like, mindless killing for no reason. There was motives behind it. It was meant well. Right, and and that's kind of where it draws that line. I mean, disclosure, probably shouldn't kill people in general, but that <laughs> <laughs> has this kind we of, like, We hear a heavy metal six-pack for <laughs> yes. the fans of the Dead podcast do not endorse killing people. Thank for you. The, for the Thank <laughs> you. But, like, it... For it, the sake like, of helping people. It... It's nice because it makes it for the viewer to be like, okay, well, like, now I don't know. Like, is this guy for good? Is he, You know what I mean? Which is nice. It's good. It's not just like, well, this guy's obviously crazy. No, like, it like it was almost like he had, he did have it under control, which he mm-hmm. declared, like, earlier. Like, I got this thing completely under control. Which, I mean, because he didn't attack his friends, the two, no. you know, Max and Mel. Like, he went for the people who were bad. So it's it's an interesting take on it. So they, they moved on. They had the interaction with the rival band again. Yeah, so in they're, the in, they're, they're, yeah, they're in the van. and I, I assume they're at said venue, and Homeboy shows up with his spiked hair and his, his bull, bull nose. This is basically our town, and we heard home from the promoter f- away from home. that you're the headliner, so we're just going to tell them that this is a mistake. And, and then, of course, Judy holds her ground. Yep, and that's actually the show where you can actually see like Peck's involvement with the band, because like he's sitting at the merch booth and like he notices like people are just like standing around talking. So he actually gets out there and kind of like urges them up to the stage and starts like dancing around and stuff and try to create some excitement. It turns into their best show ever. And yeah, which is cool because at first, well, this is kind of where you see firsthand that Max is not good with the crowd. Like they finished the first song and he's kind of like uh, right, like he's not getting he's, hi, he's not Max. winning the crowd and uh, and then you know Mel's just like let, let, let it roll let Abort. it roll let's go yeah and then 
Peck notices that nobody's paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. So it goes out of his own way and starts like moving people to the front while they're playing and like moving this and like getting people up in the crowd and then to the point where actually everyone's involved. Yep. And she and he, you know obviously he's involved as well. And Judy ends up having his her best show and, and everything like that. And, and she and this is kind of like the like wow he is like it's where helping the, us. It's like where the bond between Judy and Peck starts. Because of the next scene after that, they're they're in the hotel room. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's outside and she kind of like makes kind of like, this is like the resolution where she's like, you know, you know, I know we haven't seen eye to eye, but like, you know, I, I guess like a thank you, you know, I'm sorry. Like, this is kind of like leveled out. Mm-hmm. And um, he gives her, he gives him a beer. She gives him a beer. They chat. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's like, well, I'm off to hit the sack. Like, obviously, at this point, she's not helping with the sedation process. She's Clearly. assuming that he's doing it to himself. Um, and then so, the next scene mm-hmm. is the next morning. Everybody's hungover. They all go out for coffee. They go well, to the so next they, venue. So they go in the van, and they're kind of like, like, where's Peck? Like, why isn't he here yet? Yeah, he was behind. Out there. And then he finally showed up and was like, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, I was late. And then, like, they got in the van and moved on. No problems. Now, just a foreshadow, this is also... <laughs> Essentially, we didn't see these victims, but these end up being the next victims of yep. Peck because he took out some hotel employees. But we don't know that yet. But what we do have is the next venue, which is at like some, <laughs> some tiny some bar. Some corner. Like some, no, like, it's a house. Like some log cabin kind of a thing with the rival band. Yeah, and they play the, first. Yeah, so we get this the through the first time again. of this Dominion band, and it's it's bad. Yeah, it's like slam poetry meets. But then the like the backup singer was like, Yeah, yeah. So they were purposely bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then say. everyone's like just staring at him, like, like, uh, what is, this? what are we listening to? But then the band, which by the way is called Duh. Yep. Don't know if we mentioned that. They get up, they play a good set. And mind you, uh, before the where Peck shows up in the morning, there, um, Judy writes on Max's hand like what he should say. That's right. His, yes, because like, like, yep. The uh, the moment where like her and Peck are now best friends. Yep. Yes. So they dedicate a song to him. Yeah, and yeah. Like he, like he actually stuff. does a good job, and he like says the stuff and like the next like, song hey, for if Peck. Anybody has a place for us to stay, so they play the song. The show goes well. Then this young girl comes up and says, it's like, "Oh, you guys are great. Do you have music for sale?" They hand her like a demo. It's like you're still looking for a place to stay. You can all come to my grandma's house. There's actually another band staying there. Also, and turns out to be that right <laughs> come to so find out it's exa- dominion yeah it turns out to be that rival band and they have this weird conversation before well there's two rooms um we'll take the largest room because we're four dudes and we need more space which is a weird assumption <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of strange uh so come to find out the room that they're staying in is like super small yeah like one bed with the walls like pretty much right on top yeah. of yeah uh, so they kind of decide, oh, well, you know, Peck can stay in the room and the yeah. rest of the band will stay in the living room. Now, this is when they actually got, like, a little bit weird because, like, there ended up being, so there was a hostage situation. Well, yeah, so so to start, oh. um, so to start, uh, they go out in the living room and it's Max, Max and Mel are on the couch, like, watching some weird horror movie where it was, like a like, a fish monster and then, like, a guy in, like, woman's... Outfit with glasses, shooting a gun. I don't know. And she and then Judy was like, "Well, I guess I'll grab all this stuff." So she goes, grab the stuff, comes back, and then it's just Mel on the couch, and she's watching TV, and she like pulls Judy next to her, 
come to find out, it's a news. It's a news broadcast of the uh, the said horror. Saying that two said hotel murder. employees were murdered. Yep. Uh, from the hotel that they just came from. Um, and that's kind of where they're like. And she's like, where's Max? Because Max wasn't there anymore. She checks her room first, finds that Peck isn't there. Peck is gone. And then so goes to look for Max. But Max is being held hostage by, by the, the other band. band. By the other band. Because they they ended up, sc- I think we forgot that detail. They scored that that big venue. Like she called on the Friday morning. Correct. He's like, oh yeah, you guys are in. Oh yeah, that, we missed that, didn't we? So the rival band somehow probably heard of that. And like it's like oh it's too bad you're not gonna make it to your venue because like they had Max like tied up to, like thing like, yeah like the whole the whole nine like hostage situation and then all of a sudden it's they're like, all tied up all of them are tied up it's like yeah you guys aren't gonna make it to your next show I guess we'll have to show up and be like we'll oh. just tell them we can fill in for your mm-hmm. vacancy and, and this was like the big one that they talked about so to kind of to fill that void the one they at the beginning of the movie that the guy was like call me you know Friday or whatever. She ended up calling. They like the demo. They got the 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 spot, and essentially there's a um well there's there's a promoter that's supposed to be there, uh, someone who has a record label. Essentially, um, Jen Jennings. Jen, yeah, (laughs) that's a weird name. Um, but yeah, essentially like so it's supposed to be there. So Jen, yeah, Jen Jennings. So that's kind of what this is like all moving towards so these guys are like yeah i guess we'll just take that spot because you're not going to be able to make it um and then the girl who's letting them use their grandmother's house kind of like peeks in and is like hey like you need to be quiet my grandmother has to get up early. it's She's almost be midnight it's almost you midnight. guys need to be quiet so he's like yeah, yeah, yeah no problem like not my stay um and then before they like kind of like i don't know if murder or knockout the, the guys uh, there's a knock on the door and like a growl and come to find out it's Peck and he like opens the door and like squishes the guy behind it so he's just a pasty pulp yeah instant point. smash and then it's weird because it all of a sudden it like goes into the next day and they're all in the car and the grandmother and the daughter who own the house are tied up in the back as hostages Peck's driving and the rest of the band is like sitting in their normal spots in the van, like covered in just blood and like dirt in the whole nine yards. Oop. Yeah, well, come to find out, and he was, Peck's like, "Wow, last night got a little crazy, right?" And then like it like reverts back to the last night, and like he goes in, and he's like murdering these people, like the band, and then like he rips the guy, like the douchebag guy's heart out, like the main lead singer eats it halfway into it realizes it's bad i guess and then pulls his pants down and continues to spray shit all over the place and that's not even made up that's literally what happened uh so everyone's covered in blood and shit and everything uh so upon all this um judy opens the glove compartment and I believe she finds the registration of the vehicle. Yeah, uh, the, the actual owner of said vehicle, yes. It's not him. It's not Peck. This vehicle was stolen from who knows. So between the night before and, like, this moment, this is about when they start to turn on... A little bit. Uh, because, Peck. like, they they ask him, like, how many people have you killed? And he's like, well, like, not including the four I just killed. And also come to find out that that insulin quote-unquote that they've been putting in him is just water 
Like it does yeah, I feel like it's bad for you. I feel like if you inject water, doesn't like that like not good? Yeah, it's, it's like it, putting it, air in your. Does that kill you? Uh, yeah. Um. Although I guess I don't know. Fluid for fluid, as long as there's no air. Yeah. Right. And like. No doctors here. <laughs> it kind of goes bantered back and forth, and he was just kind of like, "Well, isn't this your dream, Judy, to do this show? Like, why don't we just get to the venue? You can play, and then like." Yeah, she wants to like just stop everything, pull yeah. over, let the people go. It's like we're not playing this show. It's but like, he's kind of like digging into her dream set, like you know this. May, you know, if you don't do this, you'll probably regret it. So they end up like going to the venue, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah." So she meets with the the, the promoter guy, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll drive around back, and we'll have people help you unload." And she's like, "No, no, no, we'll, we'll do it ourselves." Obviously, because we have two hostages in the van, and everyone's covered in blood. So they're kind of like in their changing rooms, right? Green room. Yeah. And um, like Mel is kind of like just like zoning out and still everyone's covered in blood and shit. Nobody's changed yet. Uh, Judy walks out and actually runs into Jen Jennings. And this is kind of like what she wanted. And Jen Jennings is like, you know, I, we heard your demo and you're, I think you're right up the alley. That we've been looking yeah, we for. should talk next week. Right. Like we uh, we have this label. Like you're right in our ballpark. And, and she notices while this woman's talking to her that um, Peck is kind of like going back into the green room, and she's like, "Just I'll be right back. I get I get to check some real quick." So she goes Jen, in Jennings there. is feeling like all like disrespect. Like, oh wow, bit. this girl doesn't want to talk to me right. right now. And so she goes back, and and you know he's just like hanging out. Which with they them. never revisited, by the way. No, um, ever. So sitting in like with the rest of them and they're kind of like Peck's there. She's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "Oh, I'm just melding with you know everyone. I'm be part of this." And that's when she makes the decision that you're out of the band. I don't want Peck here anymore. We're done. And then the rest of the band they kind of do a vote. And the, the yeah, other he says guys, you don't have the authority to make that decision. She takes a band vote. Everybody raises their hand. He stands up and says, like, "You should think long and hard about that vote of it's yours." It's almost midnight. Because it's almost midnight. And that decision that you made and then, you know, walked out and, like, they're going up to the stage and then... A police officer shows up. Yep, that's what Right they, before uh, they go on Which, stage. by the way, they never got the poo or the blood off of them. No, they were still covered in all of the, the, the liquids. Yeah, just poo and blood. Poo mm-hmm. and blood for days. And long drawn out. He's walking away, looking at her. She's Cause, looking cause at the, the officer. Because the, the police, police officer was like, is that your Dodge van out there? Is that like yours? Over and over and over again. And and she never said it was his. And then it showed them all being arrested. Yep, they're all getting arrested. Pulled away. They all go to prison. Yep. <laughs> so they're getting loaded into, like, the police cruisers. And then it kind of fades out. And then, like, there's a thing. It says eight, eight months later. Eight months later. And then they kind of go over, like, it's kind of like a newsreel. Like, they go, like, the old-timey TV, like, kind of thing. And they're going over, like, their trial, and, like, they bring up the murders of the kids in the parking lot. Because uh, the, um, I believe the grandmother and daughter go on trial, essentially, because they, yeah. they were hostages. And, um... They identified the guy with, like, a hand drawing. <laughs> amateur drawing. It just, like, on, like, a, like, a, like a work. Uh, so, essentially, they, they, the, the three go free, because they, they were said to be, like, taken hostage by this older gentleman. But now they're popular now because, like, it's like, oh, it's like this New Jersey punk band that's like, that, you know, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. They had this whole profile thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I guess they played the same venue, I feel, right? 
didn't feel like the same venue. I thought it was just like kind of like a smaller like kind Maybe. of like club kind of a thing. Because again, we never get back to Jen Jennings or nope. like the the opening like how successful they really are. But there's there's a few people at the show, like mm-hmm. you know a handful, like as many extras as they could probably pull together. Yep. And she, at the end of their set, she sees, in the middle of their set. She know. sees him in, like, like, the in the crowd. back corner, and she looks down at her watch. It's eleven fifty nine. Changes the p.m. Changes the twelve. Her alarm starts going off, and then she kind of freezes and stops playing. Like they're the other two are finishing the song, and then you hear these noises that sound like people screaming mm-hmm. and like yelling in pain. So I mean, you just assume that it's a he's weird there, thing. but yeah. he's not there. But like, yeah, because it's weird because she's there had again that vision in before. demon form, and yeah, and like. And then it ends. Like that's it. Yep, they fade the black. So they leave it. They leave it for interpretation. And it. It. I mean, could it be le- left for a sequel? Maybe. I don't know what else you could do with it. I mean, they did the journey that they wanted. Yeah. Look, it. It ended oddly. It was. It, it was weird. It's. It I felt it. Open-ended. I felt it was abrupt. And like the. It just kind of like. Yeah, you hate to say it, but it, they got to a point where they didn't know what to do with it anymore. I feel, yeah, but a little bit, yeah. What I can tell you that they didn't do, they didn't they didn't officially kill the villain. Like right, they, exactly. Like, they never stopped the villain. You see him walking out prior to them getting arrested, but you yeah, don't so see... Yeah, he was never arrested. But you don't see anything else about him other than right. uh, being ID'd at the court case with a crew drawing yeah. and, like, stuff like that. So the villain of this movie is still... At large, if you will, I mean that's my interpretation of it, and I, I mean I think they just they got to a point. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they didn't know how to end it. I feel we got to get out of here. We and maybe that was actually the focus. It's like we got to leave it open for like a possible could be like could sequel be. and like kind of a thing. Like, um, I, mean, I mean, I guess overall, like like I said earlier, like I enjoyed the movie. It was a fun ride. I mean, there was no moment was I bored. As far as a B-level movie, like yeah. I've seen B-level movies, it's like, wow, man, that was just rough. <laughs> None of it was cheesy at all. Which it was, was nice. actually, it was actually comical. Like, yeah, there, like there it was, was like were... pretty, it felt legit. Like it, it you kind of like not even like because a lot of B movies, it's like focused on like kills, kills, kills. Like that's what people like. But like there was actually a story that was interesting, and you kind of like wanted to see what happened. And like even the characters, you kind of like felt with a little bit as well. Yeah, like he just ate some guy, and he actually made it comical. It's like, okay, well, let me explain. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you sit down, it's like, okay, I kind of, I kind of, I relate to that. Mm-hmm, but the, it wasn't my, like I said before, it wasn't mindless killing. There were like reasons behind it. Like there was a motive behind it, and like it was all good. But I mean, personally, I felt the ending was kind of like there was. It felt like the emotions towards the main band and the villain in the movie, who, who turned out to be the villain in the movie, like I felt changed too quickly. Yeah, like they accepted him too quickly, and then they casted him out like too yeah. quickly. It's like it's like, dude, especially the first two, like Mel and Max, like literally saw this guy like eat people like prior to mm-hmm. like the murdering of the rival band. Right. Maybe they just didn't like get pooed on. Maybe like that was like their. Maybe level. that was it. Yeah. Yeah, like that was like their stage. It's like okay, this is where I draw the line. <laughs> now I'm now I'm gross. Like now. blood's cool. Gore is cool, but like once I get pooed feces, on, feces. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into. Po- which I can. I can. I can relate to that too. Yeah. I'm not yeah, into yeah. feces. I'm not a feces guy. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm the same. Like people, pets, nothing. Nope, no mm, poop. I'm not, not a poop guy. Sweet Lou cleans no man's poo. Touche. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, but I get. I mean, overall, I I would give it. I mean, it's it's good. Um, I know the fans guys go by brains. 
for your rating system of this movie. Oh, what do we, what do we go up to? I forget. I mean, like I said, I had fun with this movie. I enjoyed it. I think it was all all good. And the ending was a little meh. Um, it's six. No, five. They go five brains. We up go to six. Five? We, go, we six. go six. Okay. They go five. Um, from a brain aspect, uh, I. So we're, so we should be like six brains. Yeah, you want to go with ours? Yes. Yeah, what are with ours? Six, six brains. We're gonna six, add a brain. Six tiny brains. We're gonna tiny. We're gonna. They we're gonna reduce size. the size of our brains. They so use we have full more size brains. We use tiny brains. Yeah, like less more often, like Charmin. Considering what it was, B level movie, and I was actually very entertained by it, like almost from start to finish. Like yeah, there was there was something going on. Like again, ending a little wonky, but mm. you know maybe they come back with a super duper sequel. Stephen King esque. Um, I'll go for I'll go four and a half. Four and a half tiny birds. I'll, uh, I'll follow you on that. I like the four and a half. I think it's 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 right enough where, like I said, in, enjoyed. The ending was, I think, the killer for me. And points lost. That's not how metalheads are. Yeah, that too. We're in the same. We're in the same community, people. Uh, I mean, so from the music aspect of things, it's the, a weird. Right? So there was the part which we didn't really discuss, but they do like a sound check. <laughs> and everything's like wonky and it's just like drummer I told you to play which I mean personally I've never had a, a bad sound guy where they're like rude I haven't had a rude sound guy we've had uninterested sound guys so. yeah, yeah, yeah for sure like the, yeah it's fine we'll figure it out yeah um, so yeah well I still can't hear any vocals <laughs> like I don't know what's happening like <laughs> you might have the guy at the Lucky Dog is like, well, you guys literally got like two songs left. Do we really have to make any adjustments? It's like, no. It doesn't matter, I guess. That's basically what he said because it was a it was a lousy show. Like nobody came. It was, it was a snowstorm storm, yeah. and like all that shit. And he's like, does it really matter? It's like, no, no, bro, don't, don't matter at all. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I mean, you guys could just stop if you want. Yeah, it's we like, don't like, even have to finish. It's like, it's like, no, we're gonna exit out like with two songs. Like that's what we're gonna Might do. Might as well. But yeah, they, I think that whole club scene, they were just trying to make them over the top, like, douchey. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the writer was in a band one time and had, like, a bad it's possible. It's, it's very possible. Um, it's like, this is what I wanted to do to these people. Yeah. So, I wonder if uh, it was the same actor. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was one. I don't know. Like, because uh, it was just the voice of the sound. It was just the voice, and it was a muffled uh, voice. Bass next. Uh, we do vocals first. Oh. Sorry, bro. Which we haven't had that. Usually they do vocal. They do yeah, the mics how, last. They do not, the instruments and they do the mics last. Yeah, that would that wouldn't be how that works mm. at all. But again, we've never toured, so. Well, you do your back line. You do your guitars, do and your then you throw your front line. Yeah. Then you throw your. Uh, no. Uh, Overall, very good, entertaining. Good watch. Yeah, for sure. Good job. Thank you. Thanks for the recommendation, boys. Yeah. yeah hell yeah. Absolutely. Uh, to finish this off, they usually roll with... Horror Babe of the Month. Babe of the Month? I'm going to modify this slightly for you folks. Yeah. Only slightly. Um, yeah, we're going to be a little... We're going to roll a little differently. Um, not necessarily Babe, but I would say that because, I mean, she's been around for a while. She was born in 43, October 12th, so right, right in the right area. Out of respect, we will refer to her as Maiden. Yeah, we'll use our own kind of twist on it. So this would be our maiden of horror, right? Is that a good? I mean, I guess the the, the general term is uh, scream queen. Uh, but so this is actually I actually pulled this from a personal um, side of things, um, and we grabbed uh, Linda Shea, 
Uh, she's an American film, television, and theater actress. Um, a career spanning over 40 years. She has appeared in more than 100 feature films. Um, but I guess she is best known for starring as Elise Rayner in the Insidious film series. And as Magda in the Something About Mary. Which Marcus actually brought up. Oh my god, she was actually in a ton of Farrelly Brothers movies. That's a lot. Dumb this and Dumber, woman. Kingpin, there's something about Mary. She's been Detroit everywhere. Dark City, Me, Myself, and Irene, and Stuck on You, mm-hmm. and The Three Stooges. Yeah, she's been everywhere. Um, but, so, being Insidious is my one of my favorite movies, and I, I guess sort of series in theory, because there's, there's a good amount of them. Um, and I've seen her in a few other things as well. I think she was in that, that phone one. I don't remember the the call, um, but she she's always in these horror movies and she's always kind of wild a little bit and she always like starts normal but then she gets this crazy vibe, which she does so well, and and I, I feel like she should be noted for that and I mean she has a resume, if anything, not necessarily in the horror but I feel like every time there's a horror movie around she's somewhat in it and she's always. Got that similar part where she's just crazy, and she does it well. She kind of gives me a little bit of um, oh my god! I'm gonna pause here. I'm gonna edit this because I don't remember her name. Oh my god! We're trying to get Kathy Bates. She has that vibe where she where she does crazy very well. And she has that that edge that kind of gives her that creepiness as well, and I think she just she does it extremely well. Oh yeah, she she sullens down like super duper. Mm-hmm. And every time I see her in a movie, I, I usually know it's going to be pretty good. She's uh 79 years old, so that's impressive to still be in stuff because she still has upcoming movies as well, which is pretty cool. Oh, definitely, definitely. I don't recall ever being like necessarily in like a lead lead role, but she's no, no, no. she's an excellent like support a- actress. Yeah, hundred percent, and it works well because she's that like kind obviously of master of costume. I, I can't get Magna from there's something out of my head now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fine. I mean she like I said she she has such a wide slew of movies and not necessarily just horror movies. Feels like she has fun with it. Absolutely. She was in The Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, The Grudge, the newest one. Um, and then if you want to change genres, the Cinderella story, the something about Mary, all the insidious ones. I can kind of go down the list in reverse order. Uh, she was in Remote. She was in Living with Chucky. She was in The Quarry. She was in the Ted Bundy American Boogeyman. She was in Dreamcatcher with a K. It's a little different. Uh, Penny Dreadful, which I think was a TV show. Um, Darkness Falls, which I don't think it's the same one because that one came at a different time. She was in, like I said, the Insidious ones. She was in uh, The Black Room, Tales of Halloween. She was in Ouija. She was in The Signal, All American Christmas Carol, which, I mean, yeah. Jumping, jumping genres there. <laughs> the Waffle Hut. I mean, she goes all the way back to her first movie was in 1975. It's crazy. Sanity. I mean, she's got it all. She's been around. She she does she does well. I'm impressed. 
It's a good pick. Yeah. I enjoyed that pick. We uh, we hope you enjoyed that pick. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's it, man. That's it. We, we so this is uh, not Fans of the Dead? This is not a Fans of the Dead, but it's a Fans of the Dead. This is the motherfucking takeover, bitch. This, yes. That, that is what it is. Large fry, motherfucker. I don't even know what that means. Sweet and sour sauce. Uh, Excellent. Okay. On that note. On behalf uh, of the boys. um, Please check out Fans of the Dead. Please check out, if you want, us. Right. Uh, We get some more shit coming up. Um, We get some events coming up. Hopefully this year we get some full festivals coming up. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. It's It's a new year. Um, but most importantly, please check out Fans of the Dead. They've been huge right now. They get a lot of interviews. They get a lot of people joining them. A couple podcasts involved. Please check them out. Killing it. Absolutely. Met- metaphor intended. Yes. Pun intended. <laughs> Dead people. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. On that note, this is Marcus and Anthony. Bye. See ya.